0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. This is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The remedy for boredom has arrived. The People's Podcast is here. Let's go for a ride. Talking about WrestleMania 31. There was a lot of enemies on that show. A lot of stuff going down. Perfect song for that. Perfect theme song for WrestleMania. Fuzzy Enemy. Crank it up. Do you remember me? can't see the things that make me who I am You'll never understand And I gotta keep moving You're living off my sweat Moving The devil's on my back And these are the days that I dreamed about And you're always there go away there are times the Enemies were made. Yes, uh, yesterday uh, at WrestleMania, a lot of enemies rivalries finished, and a lot of new ones started. So many uh, cool matches, and it was a great show. It was one of my favorite shows that I've I've probably ever seen in uh, in my time as being a wrestling fan. And uh, we're going to talk all about that today with Edge, my old friend, uh, old friend, old Freddie, old buddy, Edge. He's uh, he's very cookie which you will hear what that means. You're probably saying, what the hell are you talking about, Jericho Cookie? Uh, Yeah, and I did say that I I loved the show. I said it was one of my favorite WrestleManias ever. And this is going to start a bit of a rant. might piss some people off, but I don't care. I've had enough. Uh, A lot of people saying that Jericho's become a corporate shill for the WWE. Let me say this. I don't work for the WWE. I don't have any contract with the WWE. I'm just a wrestling fan, and I calls them like I sees them. And I am telling you right now that you can choose and pick and have an opinion on whoever you want. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. That's what wrestling's all about. Love this guy, hate this guy, whatever. But when I say I love Roman Reigns and I get blasted on Twitter by saying, What the hell's wrong with you? You're a corporate shill. You're a corporate shill swearing at me and F you and and you you know, this, that and the other thing blah 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 it's not being a corporate shill if I have an opinion. OK, and like I said, when I when I said a couple weeks ago that if fans don't share my opinion, they can shut the hell up. I didn't mean don't have an opinion. I meant don't cry to me about it. I like Roman Reigns. I thought the main event last night was amazing. I thought Reigns more than held his own. Reigns and Lesnar had a hell of a match. But to me, when you say that I'm only you know a corporate shill because I like Roman Reigns, that's 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 bullshit, you know, but it really got me is watching the Hall of Fame ceremony. And it's this very prestigious, very cool, um, you know, ceremony. You, you train and work your ass off your whole life, and hopefully someday you can get put in the Hall of Fame. And sure, it's like everyone, that people say, well, it's all the work anyways. Well, aren't they all a work? It's just, you know, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame is a work. Well, someone has to vote these guys in. And in the WWE, Vince votes these guys in. But he takes a lot of... Advice from 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 his you know his right hand men from his court. So to get into the W Hall of Fame, it is a cool thing because not just anybody gets in there. I mean, look at Randy Savage. It took him 15 years to get in for whatever the reason was. You can go back and listen to Lanny Poffo on Tij and listen to some of the issues that Vince and Randy had or whether it was Bruno Sammartino, or Bob Backlund, or Bret Hart, or all these guys that that should be in the Hall of Fame, and finally they're getting in there after years and years and years. You know, it's just like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, The fact that Deep Purple's not in it, it's bullshit. You know, obviously there's some some politics against them getting in there, and when Green Day's first year comes up and they get voted in, well, there's politics to get them in there. So my point is that the WWE Hall of Fame is a legit Hall of Fame. It's a legit ceremony, and I'm watching this, and some of the guys are getting catcalled. And some of the guys are getting the what chant. And that really made me mad. As a matter of fact, I went on Twitter and I said, you know, F off to all the a-holes that think it's cool to go and do the what chant. You know, you don't deserve to be there. And there were people who were actually standing up for those guys saying, listen, we pay our money, we pay your salary, we can do whatever we want. And I say, absolutely not. Okay? Let's say you go to a Broadway play. I don't know. Let's say you want to go see Jersey Boys. And you buy your ticket. And so halfway through the show, when they're singing Sherry, you stand up and start yelling, boring, 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 or end this show, end this show. Or every time one of the the guys says a line, you go, what, 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 you know, uh, someone flubs up, you effed up, you effed up, you do not, you do not have the right to do that. Because if you went to a Broadway play and you stood up and interrupted the show, guess what would happen? You would be kicked out and the other fans and the other people who were there would be telling you to shut the hell up, okay? If you go to a NHL Hall of Fame ceremony or an NBA Hall of Fame ceremony or NFL Hall of Fame ceremony and you start catcalling the guys who have given their blood, sweat and tears to the business you will be kicked out, and it shows disrespect, okay? You do not have the right to say and do whatever you want at a Hall of Fame ceremony, because it's a prestigious ceremony. It's a respectful ceremony. I mean, and don't tell me that I'm not right about this, because I don't care. If you don't believe it, you do not deserve to go to the Hall of Fame, because people have died for this business. They have died Because of this business. My friends have died in this business. Blood, sweat, tears, wheelchairs, paralyzed for life, mental issues, head trauma. Don't tell me that every single person who is inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame is not worthy. And do not tell me they don't deserve your respect for getting this prestigious award. And to go on stage and to say a few words and have the... I don't want to overuse the word respect, but given the courtesy, that's the word I'm looking for, given the courtesy to say what they have to say without getting sidetracked by a couple of morons who think it's funny to go disrupt the ceremonies. And like I said, people are making fun of it. Like if, if you think, if you think you can go on, 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 on a tangent about this and think you have any point, not with me, you don't because I'll tell you what, and I'm not joking. If the day comes when I get inducted to Hall of Fame and some son of a bitch is trying to steal the show, steal my thunder, I will walk to your seat, and I will slap you in your face. Okay, that's how much I believe in this. Bushwhackers. Somebody even said, "Well, why did they get in the Hall of Fame? They never won the tag team titles." What's wrong with you, stupid Mark? It's not about that. It's about you see, Luke or Butch. I think it was it was Butch walking on on canes to get to that stage. And still putting on a show for you, getting that one last chance to be in front of a sold-out crowd and get the respect he deserves and get the one last cheer for all the hard work he did, all the time he was away from his family, all the birthdays he missed, all the parties he missed, all the holidays he missed, all the high school plays and elementary school plays that he missed, that is what a Hall of Famer is, okay? Okay? Arnold Schwarzenegger, what did Arnold Schwarzenegger ever do to get in the WWE Hall of Fame? You are missing the point. Yeah, he did three or four appearances on Raw, etc., etc., but he is a wrestling fan, okay? He stands up for wrestling. He talks about wrestling. He loves this sport. And if you don't respect Arnold Schwarzenegger for all he's done, Arnold should be in every Hall of Fame ever just for being Arnold. Bodybuilding? Okay, what has Arnold Schwarzenegger ever done to get in the WWE Hall of Fame? How about inspire everybody that ever picked up a weight? What has Arnold Schwarzenegger ever done to get in the, into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame? Oh, I don't know. How about Terminator or Total Recall or True Lies or Commando or any movie that any of us watched when we were kids growing up and thinking, I want to do that. I want to be like that. I want to look like that. I want to play a character and live out my dream. And that's what WWE superstars do. Okay? Okay. So everybody that got inducted into that Hall of Fame absolutely deserved it. And even if you don't think so, you shut your mouth, you listen to the speech, you cheer for them, and you enjoy being a part of something special, okay? Because the WWE Hall of Fame is very special. It's a once-in-a-year thing that people who have worked their whole lives get in there. And if you think you have the right to chant what or chant boring or catcall the father of a child who died from cancer that was a huge wrestling fan, then you need to get out and don't ever come back to a WWE event. And as a matter of fact, if, if you're one of those people right now and you disagree with me, you're banned from listening to this podcast. You got it? You're banned. You're banned. I love wrestling, I love being a wrestling fan, I love the WWE, I love New Japan Pro Wrestling, I love TNA, I love Ring of Honor, I love ECW, SMW, WCW, freaking WFWA ran by Tony Candel in on Winnipeg Canada. I am a wrestling fan, I respect this business, and anybody disrespects it just because they think they deserve it, because they bought a ticket, can, can, you can come face to face. You don't don't agree with me? Come face to face with me and listen to the dress down that I give you. Now, if this is a wrestling show, you buy a ticket, you say whatever you want. Trust me, I've heard it all as a heel and as a baby face. God bless you, man. You say whatever you want. You have the right. You go to a Hall of Fame, it's real. And you show respect. Because those people, those men and women deserve your respect. And if you don't want to give it to them, You want to steal the show and be the jackass of the night? You don't deserve to be there. And I will stand by that to my dying day. And if that makes me a company shill, then I'm a company shill, damn it. You understand me? Got me fired up here. And don't don't get me wrong. I love all you guys that are listening to this show. And I appreciate the fact you're taking the time to listen to this show. But I can have an opinion too. Not everybody's going to like me. I don't like everybody. But I do have respect for everybody that's listening to this show until they prove otherwise. Okay. So let's all be friends. Let's all get along. Let's raise our hands together and sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my Lord. A Kumbaya. A Kumbaya, my Lord. A Kumbaya. A Kumbaya, my Lord. A Kumbaya. Oh, Lord. A Kumbaya. All right. You heard it this week. Monday, April 6th. Cena versus Jericho, Austin, Texas, live with Chris Jericho on the WWE Network. Is it a podcast? No, it's an interview. It's a talk show. It's Chris Jericho's talk show on the WWE Network with my first guest being John Cena. It's going to be huge. It's a great opportunity for me. It's a great opportunity for all of us, uh, all the Jerichoholics. everybody who loves the WWE, everybody who watched. WrestleMania on the WWE Network, like I did. Really, really excited about that. And speaking of online, ComedyCentral.com, April 13th, the debut of the brand new web series "Nothing to Report," starring Chris Jericho and Nick Mundy. It's hilarious, man. It's it's if you like "But I'm Chris Jericho," it's more of that, but even funnier. We play two neurotic cops who uh, argue and discuss our feelings while on stakeouts. You got to see it, Comedy Central, ComedyCentral.com. April 13th is the debut. Lots of cool stuff coming up, and we're going to get to the edge. Not to the edge. It's not the guy from YouTube. We're going to get to edge. And talk all about Wrestlemania. But first I got to say thanks to all the great sponsors of TIJ. And thanks to all of you for supporting my great sponsors and this show. I couldn't do it without you guys. I get a little bit fired up sometimes. I think that's why you love me. I love to love you baby. You know you want to help out this show? Easy way to do that. Amazon links. Whenever you do your Amazon online shopping. You go to podcast1.com. You click on the keep our podcast free banner at the top of the pod. And uh, you hit the talk is Jericho button. Every time you use one of my Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a couple bucks to the show to help us cover production costs. I got links all across the world, USA, UK, Canada, A, all kinds of cool stuff on Amazon. You get the Cheech and Chong movies, Up in Smoke, featuring Cheech Marin. I was on the show last week, so amazing. Shawn Michaels, my good buddy. Super kick, Sting in the Face. We'll talk about that at WrestleMania. Uh, Wrestling for My Life, The Legend, The Reality, and The Faith of a WWE Superstar. It's a great book. You want to check it out. Another great book by Josh Gates. Uh, Memoirs of a monster hunter Got some crazy stories in there crazy stories that he told on TIJ just like Zach Bagans did He's got a, a book called I am haunted another crazy crazy uh, Paranormal book, you know, I love my paranormal guests you got Fozzie's latest album. Do you want to start a war with SOS? The cover from ABBA people love it might get my new DVD the road is Jericho that's sweeping the nation uh, rare matches and Commentary behind-the-scenes stories about all that stuff and if you like stories You like them? How about The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea? My third book, my third New York Times bestseller. You can buy all that stuff on Amazon or buy whatever you want. Buy a fridge if you want to. Go buy a a binder. And take notes. Whatever you want. You use my Amazon links. You buy what you, whatever you want to buy. No hidden fees or extra challenges. So if you happen to do this online shopping, do it through my Amazon links. Help out the show in the process. Podcast1.com. Click on the keyboard podcast free banner at the top of the page. And hit the talk is Jericho button. Bookmark it as well. So you can get those links in one easy click. All right. And guess who's going to be in Las Vegas? April 14th. I'm co-hosting the 10th Annual Podcast Awards. That's right, me. Talk is Jericho was nominated for the award, and over the last uh, few days, uh, my illustrious boss, Norm Pattis, called me up and said, hey man, we want you to host the uh, 10th Annual Podcast Awards, and I'm going to be hosting with Emily Morse. Uh, what, a, what a rock and roll duo we are. She's got her own podcast, super popular, called Sex with Emily, and she's also been nominated for a podcast award. Good luck to her. It'd be great if we both win. We can, uh, we can uh, g- g- give them to each other. You know, a Sex with Emily and Talk is Jericho. Or maybe we'll have our own show, Sex Talk with Emily Jericho. Wait and see. Podcast Awards in Las Vegas at the new Media Expo on April 14th. I will be hosting. You want to come and join me? Book your trip through Vegas.com. Use my promo code Jericho. Saves an extra 10% off everything but airfare hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. And use my promo code Jericho. Come join me in Vegas. Lots happening uh, over the next few weeks. And a lot's happened at Levi Stadium on Sunday for WrestleMania. 31 even though they're not allowed to have numbers anymore just wrestlemania and i got edge on the line coming up to break down the show full full analysis and we'll get a a quick uh update on what edge is up to talk is jericho all right on the line from vancouver canada talking about wrestlemania 31 it is edge is here hello edge hello i am so cookie now what is this cookie what is that
1: well, you you've been trying to get fruit off the ground for so long that I decided I, I have to come up with something, and I love cookies, <laughs> so it's cookie. I'm so cookie.
0: Yo, man, that shit is cookie, yo. Say? That that is cookie. <laughs> that's how it worked. We we're always trying to figure out like someone somewhere invented cool,
1: like Dr. Seuss invented nerd, and it stuck. So why can't I say yeah? That's cookie, yo.
0: Are you, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You can't just drop a bomb like that and leave it hanging. What do you mean Dr. Seuss invented nerd?
1: Oh, man, he totally did. What? The first, yes, the first appearance of nerd is in a Dr. Seuss book.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. So. I
1: have so much useless information stored in this huge head of mine.
0: We want to hear that. one of them. And your head looks really huge now since you got your haircut. I mean, you look better, but oh, yeah. you, you got a I giant.
1: Mean, that it. It works for movies though, because right. you know actors have big heads, usually little bodies too. But
0: like lollipops,
1: yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But so, I realize when I get on sets, like the difference between our world and this world, because mm. I'm considered mammoth here, right? You know, and and in our world, it's just kind of like your regular sized dude.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because you're like six foot three or something on those lines, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, like 6'4", 240, and in this world, that's.
0: Really big. You should have thrown a brother in there after that. Six four two forty brother. (laughs) Brother, because two forty brother or two forty cookie yo. (laughs) But when you see those guys, I'm forcing it now. I know. Like, but no, 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 no. We're we're gonna shove this down people's throats. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) We're gonna make. We're gonna get this thing over. Uh, But but you you talk about acting. Like it's funny because I remember uh, one time I ran into Tom Cruise in an elevator, and he was like super small, like maybe five foot five or five foot six. And a lot of actors, leading men, are smaller guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's starting to change a little bit. Um, because, the you know, even like a guy like Ryan Reynolds is like 6'2". So it's it's slowly changing. But, um, yeah, uh, a lot of the, the actors I've met, I'm like, oh, I am in like, you know, the Oompa Loompas here.
0: <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. We've been talking about this for months. But, but since we first brought this up, you have been on set uh, in Vancouver, and the movie is called Interrogator? Interrogation. Interrogation. I
1: play the Interrogator.
0: Wow, you play the Interrogator, Interrogation. This is this uh, You're the leading man in this film.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's crazy. I have literally three scenes that I'm not in the movie, so I didn't know how this was going to work, but this is one of the scenes I have off, so I was like, okay, we got it. So you 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 go, you go up there
0: are. you go up there and this is a WWE film. So you go to Vancouver yeah. for, for like three weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're doing this movie in fifteen days, so it's basically land and you're sprinting. You're you're sprinting for fifteen days. It's the only way I can think to put it. Um, the director's awesome. He's uh, his name's Stephen Reynolds, and he just he's able to do it. I, I don't know how, but he makes these movies look bigger than budget. And, but you basically hit the ground running. Like I landed and I had three days of eight hours, eight hours of fight rehearsals. And then it was, we're filming and, you know, and we're in it. Um, so we're, you know, I'm getting picked up at five thirty, done at about eight, same thing the next day and just churning through pages. Um, but we're getting it done.
0: So you're like in every scene, like the whole movie is, is on your shoulders.
1: <laughs> Essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's me and this other guy and, uh, we're kind of focal points of the movie and, we're, we're in everything. So it, uh, which is good. Hey, I'm out here. I want to, I want to be working rather than sitting around half the time. Right. Um, so, but, but it, it definitely is more of a workload. And, you know, we did three fight scenes in the last five days and those fight scenes, they just take a lot out of you after a while. Cause you do multiple takes and you're sitting there, you're fighting on this marble floor and you're just like, geez, mm. my feet are really starting to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> too old for this stuff so, so i retired
0: <laughs> so when you say that you do fight rehearsals was that like just working out the choreography of uh of the scene
1: yeah and and that was it's still difficult for me i actually i, I find more difficulty with that than i do the the acting process because you know a lot of times we're just ad-libbing out there when we wrestle mm-hmm. you know you're feeling the crowd you're feeling the audience you work out something sure but you're, you're a lot of the times you're flying by the seat of your pants if you know what you're doing, right? Right. In this, everything's got to be mapped out. It's got to be mapped out for camera angles. It's got to be, you know, uh, which side you throw the punch to, depending on where the camera is. So all of that's going through your head while you're whipping a punch at some dude. Um, you know, so it, it gets, mm. and, and you're trying to do it to speed and with intensity and, and um, yeah, so there's been, there's been a couple black guys so far. Um, I punted some dude right in the face yesterday. I felt so bad. <laughs> Soccer kicked him. Wow. Boom. I went, oh, you okay? You I, sure you're okay? Like just, but it happens.
0: But, you know, it's funny, too, because for us, like, you know, we're just used to it. But when you get, like, some, you know, actor who's acted and never probably ever taken a punch, you probably feel extra bad.
1: Totally, totally. And thankfully, these, these fights are with stunt guys. You know, but I don't want the reputation of being the dangerous guy either, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, but I've, I've caught in a few, you know, I caught a few in the, in the ribs on this one too. So like, all right, you know, it just, it happens, you know,
0: I wonder if like, you know, like, you know, we talk about certain, like Seamus is stiff. I wonder if there's actors yeah. that people go, Oh yeah, that guy's stiff. Like in a fight, like, Oh, watch De Niro. He's yeah. stiff. He's stiff in a scene.
1: Apparently it's Seagal. Really? Yeah, I hear Steven Seagal is the, the guy that, that uh, you know, you better be wearing a top.
0: Wow, man. So he's stiff. Yeah. Seagal is stiff. Yeah. Man. So,
1: that- so the story goes.
0: That, that, that is so,
1: yeah, watch, I'll see him. He'll like roundhouse me.
0: (laughs) That's not cookie. Yo, I'll tell you that right now.
1: (laughs) That wouldn't be cookie at all.
0: You know, it's fun. I remember the very first movie. Well, like I, I, I'm, I say that as if I've been in 20 movies, but I did this bit, bit part in a movie called immortal combat, not mortal combat, immortal combat starring Roddy Um. Piper. Yeah. Yeah. It was starring Roddy Piper and it was in Mexico city in 93 and I was hanging out with love machine art bar And he was friends with Piper, so he went down to be on set. And somehow I got cast as a a fight scene extra with this guy called Sonny Chiba, who's a very famous (laughs) '70s like Quentin Tarantino would know exactly who he is, like a '70s like Japanese kung fu guy. And what you mentioned, like the first scene or or two or three takes, perfect like kick just barely grazing me. Take five and six got a little stiffer, and take take seven and eight, he was just kicking the shit out of me. And there's nothing you can do, you
1: know no, no, and and honestly, like we did like fifteen takes of this two minute fight scene yesterday with five guys, all these moving pieces, and like fighting with one guy, spinning back to the other one, back to the other one, back to the other one. You do that enough, and you just start to get tired, and when you get tired, that's when you know it, you're you're not as crisp and and it gets away from you a little bit and just fatigue,
0: right, yeah, but like you said you gotta you gotta keep rolling it's not like wrestling when there's one take live and then, and then that's it so but you' you've been, you've been yeah. working fairly fairly uh nonstop as an actor between haven and then i know you had a a, a a another gig that you had booked or were gonna book and then this one came up so you kind of stumbled back door into, into this acting gig and now're you're, you're kind of a full-time guy
1: yeah i didn't didn't see it coming didn't you know expect it at all um it just kind of happened and now that i'm i'm in it and i'm really enjoying it so I, I kind of uh, just stumbled into something that, that still gets my creative juices flowing and out, and and it's just it's all cookie. <laughs> Let,
0: <laughs> so Let me bad. ask you this uh, before we start talking about WrestleMania. Just okay. recently, uh, Perro Aguayo Jr. You know passes away pretty much in the ring uh, yeah. from a heart attack caused by cervical neck damage. Uh, you know, a few years ago, Mitsuhara Misawa dies in the ring from from this neck injury. Does it ever make you realize how lucky, or how close, or how how it, that easily could have been you with the diagnosis that you had that forced you to retire a couple of years ago?
1: Dude, I, I I was on set and I heard about it, and then uh, somebody sent me the link, and I stupidly watched it. Yeah, it I I couldn't get past it. You know the because it hits so close to home. I'm like, I am the luckiest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I feel that when I see that and I, and I hear about it, I'm like, I don't know how I dodged that bullet because that so easily should have been me because I probably had stenosis when Jeff, you know, landed on me through that ladder at WrestleMania 23. Right. Like I was already having more neck issues. Then how did I Braised by that, like there's there's no explanation for it. I don't know how, especially when I saw what little caused arrow to 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 pass away. I went, I I got it immediately because I saw the motion. I was like, oh yeah, that's same thing that I've felt at times where your head kind of goes and you lose your arms a bit. So in seeing that, it made me wonder. And I don't want to speak out of turn, but if she had spinal stenosis that was undiagnosed, yeah. And, and I don't know, it just, it freaked me out. You know, I feel horrible for his family, for Ray, for just for yeah. everybody, you know, and it, it really, it's still sitting with me because I, I, I automatically, I do think that I'm like, how, like, how did I, right. how did I get through you
0: that? that that's the first, um, that's the first thing I thought of when, when I heard about what had happened and like you, like you said, I watched it too, against my better judgment and heart was racing yeah. And to me, when I saw him take the double boot out of the corner and he took a bump and then he kind of got up and rolled into a weird head scissor and fell on the floor. Yeah. I was just thinking, man, like this, this could have been Adam. Like that's how, cause like you said, like you didn't find out to till, till the, the day of or whatever it was or two days before how bad it was. And maybe had he gone for the same, you know, tests that you had gone, they would have said the same thing. Don't wrestle again.
1: Yeah, and I hate to speculate like sure. that, but just seeing it and, and seeing the movement and the motion and everything, and it's the first thing. I got so many texts that day from guys saying, love you, glad you got out. Yeah. And that's when I was like, what's going on? And then that's when it started coming in, and I was like, oh, wow, man. Just- yeah. Yeah. So a, a, it's been sitting kind of in my gut, but I, I truly feel like the luckiest guy on the planet. And now that, you know, we have the baby and everything and, and it's just like, oh,
0: man. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things I had uh, Dave Meltzer on last week and we we're talking about. It, and I was like, I wonder, like, if this will change anything about the business. Like, what kind of a test did you get or what kind of symptoms you know, were you having to, to lead to that?
1: It, it was an MRI. It was a simple MRI. And... You know, I'd been having neck issues for, for obviously for a while, you know, stemming back from the first fusion. So, but it, it got to the point I remember I'd, you know, take uh, the Batista bomb every night. No. So we were having our, our angle and I was going over, so you got to leave them happy, so it's Batista bomb at the end. And every night I would take it, my arms would just kind of go limp. And I remember Hawkins would always roll and he goes, arms? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He goes, are they coming back? And I was like, yeah, they're coming back. But it would take like, 20 seconds. Right. And that should have obviously sent up huge alarms, but it was still the mentality of, ah, I'm champ. I got to keep rolling through. You know, this is, this is what we do. Right. Right. Um, But it finally, you know, my arms were like trembling and just something felt like my nervous system was off. I don't know how to explain it except like, I I just didn't feel right. Mm. like, And not just a pain. It was, Something inside my equilibrium's kind of off and, and um, you know, my body wasn't keeping up with my brain. Uh, so it was just, it was a lot of, it just felt weird. I don't know how else to explain it. Sure, there was neck aches and all of that, but I just assumed that's normal after getting a fusion and bumping for a living, you know, right. for 20 years. yeah. But this just felt a little different, and the trembling arms and things like that. I was like, something's up. And really, Jay was the only one who knew because he was riding with me. That that there was just something more to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but it, it was it was just an MRI that showed it. But um,
0: I, I'm just saying. I guess it's like you just have to watch for those symptoms. You know, like I wonder if Paraguayo was was feeling kind of those weaknesses or whatever it may be. Or I mean, who, who knows? Like you said, it's all speculation at this point. I I, I was just wondering, yeah. like would this ever change anything in the business? And I guess guys would just have to decide that on their own.
1: Yeah, I think it, it comes to a personal point of, like, something doesn't feel right. And there was years of that for me. And mm-hmm. then it just finally, you know, when you can't control your arms trembling, it's like, I guess I should get this looked at anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and and thankfully, you know, WWE, they they said, that's it, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that was pretty much it. And And like you said... That was basically the night after WrestleMania a couple years ago, yeah. and we just had WrestleMania last night. I know you had a chance to watch it, as did I, on, on the network. Did you watch it on the network?
1: That was a cookie segue.
0: <laughs> isn't that great? I've been working on that all all, all day. <laughs> but isn't it isn't it cool watching the the shows on the network? Like when it first started, I was like a little bit, re- re- you know, re- hesitant to use it. But once it gets up and rolling, man, the network is – is this fruit, man. It's cookie.
1: It, it's cookie and fruit. It's frookie. <laughs> it's
0: that's, a fruit cookie, that's man. That's too far now. <laughs>
1: yeah. that's, that's way too far. I didn't even get cookie over before I tried to melt it
0: with fruit. <laughs> and fr- fruits barely staying alive at this point, man. So fr- fruit's on life support as it is.
1: <laughs> you know what? What? <laughs> what is great about the network actually kind of got me watching wrestling again. Yeah. Cause for a while we talked about it, I kind of had the withdrawal from it and all of those things, but, uh, and, and I just wasn't home and I, I'm too lazy to set the DVR or, you know, just whatever, um, mm-hmm. life. Right. So, but this made it so much easier. It's like, ah, okay, yeah, I can catch a Finn Balor match. That's awesome. Yeah, check that out. And then I really started getting into NXT and what mm-hmm. Sami Zayn's doing and everything. And then little by little, I'm like, oh, Cesaro and Sheamus had a great match. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, just, so, and the Usos and the Wyatts. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is why I loved it in the first place. Um, and, and it just, yeah, it was the ease of being able to watch a match at a time or something and, and just whenever. So like last night I rapped, I uh, I got back late and I started watching Mania, you know, and it, 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 I didn't know what happened. So it was like still watching it live.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, I specifically stayed off of, of the net until I was able to watch it. And, uh, man, overall, uh, it's funny because I tweeted this and I get people going, well, Jericho's just a kiss ass and Jericho's just a... He's just—he's a—he's a WWE shill because I said I loved the show and I thought it's one of the best WrestleManias I've seen in a long time. And I, and shill or not, that's the way I feel. I thought it was great.
1: I I did too. I really did. I and I didn't know what to expect because on paper it was like ah okay it looks okay mm-hmm. um just so that that was my kind of expectation going in and then as it was unfolding I was like this is a damn good show and. I'm not employed by WWE, so I don't have to say that. I truly, I just say what I feel, right? Same right.
0: As you. But same as me, exactly. That, Neither one of us are, are employed. It just we, we enjoy a good show when we see it. And, I mean, like you said, because it, it made me laugh, you know, might as well start at the top. You had you had all of these people that were booing Roman Reigns and so angry at Roman Reigns. And, and it's funny. I remember I was talking to Lance Storm, and he goes, that match is going to be a great match. Uh, and I, I said, why? He goes, because you got Brock Lesnar and a Samoan. You know they're going to beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> they're going
1: to beat the hell out of each other. Right.
0: And I thought the booking of that match was, was tremendous because you had, uh, and that's exactly right, this, this this Samoan guy. who's You know Samoans are tough, and Brock Lesnar, say no more, and they literally beat the crap out of each other uh, yeah. to the point where that, that got reigns over, I think.
1: Well, what it did was, I, I would think it should have silenced the critics because what he was encountering, because he's a good-looking guy and he's got the long hair and everything, you got to prove you're tough, right? And and in six man tags and tags and things like that, you know, um, Jan and I went through the same thing. You, you got to prove it on your own. Right. So with me, it was Mick Foley, and I'll go through the thumbtacks. I'll go through the flaming table because that'll prove it to them. So that's what he had to needed a chance to be able to do, and that match totally did it. I frigging loved that match i was sitting there going oh this is great i mean yes they're, they're beating the crap out of each other but it was just it was just really well done and uh you know for people who say he's over pushed or whatever so what i know you, you want something different you want to try it so let it let it see what happens and then he, he i always thought he's talented he's going to prove it at some point point. and you know that's the first step was last night
0: well, and that's the thing. Now he's got two matches under his belt, like the one with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane last month, and this one. It's like he's a good worker, and he, and he, and I, I'll yeah. you know I I say that like I know what I'm talking about, and fans still go, we're allowed to have an opinion, and yes, you can have an opinion, think whatever you want, but I'm a professional. I've been in the ring with him. You're a pro. You watch him. He's a good worker, and that that showed it yesterday with with that match that they had, and it's funny too. You ever notice? how often Brock Lesnar gets busted open in big matches yeah
1: it's yeah i mean and and also to brock brock was just on point like yeah he he, he played his role to perfection mm-hmm. I was, like it felt like a big fight feel it felt like you know ali Frazier. it really it had that kind of feel to it once it got rolling and starting and and just starting with that brawl and that kind of that battle just to drive into the corner, I was like, "Ooh, okay." They just set the tone. Yeah, I'm glad that's... I'm not in this match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you ever work with Brock?
1: I did. I worked in English pay-per-view. I want to say like Rebellion or
0: something, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and it was a handicap match. It was him and Paul against me, <sighs> and it was actually my very first shot at the title. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, we had really good chemistry. Really enjoyed working them, and then we did the whole house show loop because at that point he was working. Somebody that didn't do house shows. I mm-hmm. forget Who it might have been Hogan or something. So uh, I made the the whole loop with them, and um, yeah, I always enjoyed working them.
0: I worked with them only twice, which is so weird. I worked with them on a, on a house show loop in Calgary and Edmonton, and same thing. It was just very you know brief encounter. But I remember thinking afterwards that guy's got something. He's got the something the the, the X factor of knowing instinctually what to do in the ring, uh, how to mm-hmm. put little tweaks into the match that made things made sense, you know? And uh, I was like, yeah, he's, uh, he's really, really good. And you can see that. But like I said, it's funny how he always seems to get busted open in those big matches, almost to the point of a little bit Kabuki-ish where I'm wondering, like I watched his head to the polls uh, a few times just to see if there was any gig action and there wasn't, but man, I always wonder about that because he was bleeding right off the bat.
1: Yeah, it was instant. And then when I saw the drool, (laughs) <laughs> that, that fell along with the blood. I was like, hmm, I think he just cranked
0: that. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things, like, you know, I understand we're a PG environment now, and, and I, in some ways, you know, gigging is a little bit barbaric, but it sure does add to the intensity of the match when you haven't seen blood in a while, because as soon as he got cut open, it made that so much more real.
1: Well, you, and you know what it did for Reigns? It was like, oh, okay, he, he, he yeah. can bring it, too. He
0: That's stopped, right. You know? Yeah, you know, he's
1: getting tossed all over the place, and, you know, he's la- smiling and laughing, which whoever, whose idea that was, was genius. Yes. I'm thinking that's an Arne Anderson. But, uh, you know, as it unfolded, and then that just ramped it up to another level, but also they told the, the perfect story that Roman Reigns needed right now. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and it's fresh off my memory and all of those things, but it's, as I watched it and after it, I was like, that was the perfect match for him. That's exactly what they needed to erase suffering, and succotash, and you know, yeah. all all the things that he was booked into that weren't his fault.
0: You know, that's an interesting point that you made too about the uh, about the smile because that did that did make him look a little bit psycho uh, and, and very and I say this in the best way very Samoan like a nut like you that you know that's all you yeah. got you know and you, well, and it
1: also it also like I thought oh he you know the, the whole idea is man I'm get my ass kicked like a little bit of that too like. Okay, this this guy's kicking my ass. But I'll get
0: up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. It's interesting how you said. I'll bet that's an Arn Anderson.
1: Yeah, it just—I don't know—it smelled like Arn, and um, and I don't mean like in a you know jockstrap mildew way. I mean it just—it <laughs> it smelled like it had Arn Anderson written all over it.
0: Do you remember at WrestleMania nineteen? Uh, and I remember the 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 number because that's where I worked with Sean, and it was Vincent Hogan and Vince. Hogan was beating the crap out of him, or it was and Vince was behind or under under the apron, and his face and came he up. Came up, yes, with that crazy smile on his face he and the like blood. Yes, I would say <laughs> uh, that Vince might have had something to do with that as well. Maybe, maybe yeah. it could be Arn or it could yeah. be Vince, either one. Where it's like, I want, I want you to smile and look like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, look like you're enjoying it. You know, and just yeah. feeling it. What, you know, what did you think of the finish? Because it's funny. Uh, I think, once again, talking with Lance earlier, he and I were discussing, I wonder if if, if the way out of this match is, is having Rollins cash it in. And, of course, that's what happened. And I thought that was a genius finish as well.
1: It is, because now, uh, you know, no one has to have any heat with Reigns because he didn't get the uber-super push that was right. complaining about. So he he didn't get it. But he hung in with a friggin' killer. Yeah. Um, the killer still looks like a killer, and it's straight out of the the you know Money in the Bank uh, edge playbook. <laughs> when you you can you can take the you know the sleaziest opportunity to cash in.
0: And you were the first Money in the Bank right. winner to cash it in, weren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we had the first Money in the right. Bank at WrestleMania.
1: Yes. And I remember having the conversation with Vince. I was like, you know, as a heel, if I just have a straight-up match, that's not very heelish. Like, I should probably cash this in when, you know, the guy's at his weakest, right? Not thinking that that would mean I'd be going over. Mm -hmm. I just figured it'd be like try and cash in and still get beat. (laughs) And, And make a baby face look super strong. And then the next week it was, oh, yeah, so you're taking the title. Like, what?
0: That's cookie. (laughs) I remember, too, when we we had the idea to put together that match, and I think it was me and and Benoit, and I think Jay might have been involved, or Kane or Gortz or whatever, And we came to talk to you, or I came to talk to you, and you were a little bit hesitant about it, about like, I don't know if I want to have a ladder match, and I don't know if I want to do this. And I was like, you should probably shut up. You're probably going to win the thing. And lo and behold, (laughs) you did. (laughs)
1: No, I even said, I was like, just leave me off, Mania. That's right. I'll I'll, I'll get back on it. I'll I'll get back on it. I don't want to do another ladder match. I didn't want to be the one of the ladder match guys, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where, and I, and in a way, I kind of felt bad for the guys in the ladder match last night because they're all super talented, all deserve to be on the show, but it was like, let's all put them in this ladder match.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Which is a, which is a yeah. mania classic, you know what I mean? It's like put as many guys so we'll have a four way tag team match. We'll have the Andre the Giant battle of the Royal, and we'll have the ladder match to get as many guys in the show as we can. Yeah,
1: and, and I get it. I totally get it because they all deserve to be on the show and. Hey, if that's your way on the show, kill it. It just—I guess I'm just kind of over that idea. It, it kind of feels a little bit lazy.
0: Yeah, I, I um, see. I, I see. I see that. You know, I see that. Uh, what did you think of the ladder match last night?
1: I thought it was pretty good. You know, it's hard now, and mm-hmm. and I think maybe I'm just burnt out on the ladder match because what else can you do? Like, yeah, it's just every every concept of it, every number combination of guys, just everything is has been done, and I say that, and then, you know, somebody will come and reinvent it again. But it just, um, I don't know. Uh, it just feels kind of played out yeah. right now, you know? its I guess it's kind of like Brock bleeding again. It felt fresh. and like, whoa. Mm-hmm. If it gets a break, maybe it'll feel fresh again at some point.
0: You know, uh, to me, I always like watching ladder matches because, you know, you, you got the stunts in there, and there was some crazy ones. I think Ambrose getting powerbombed under the ladder, and that, that's just always yeah. just... Or or Cody Rose taking that superplex like like I don't know, dude. I, I just I know you did that a couple times. You did it with Flair even one time where you gave him the suplex. Yeah. I have never taken that bump and I never will. That's insane. It's so crazy.
1: It's weird just because you can over rotate so easily. Yeah, you really have to have this unknown gauge of where the match yeah. is, and you don't really. You just kind of you know. It's just instinct, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, that's exactly Somewhat. right. Yeah, that that that's a. Perfect line, dumb luck, and the fact somebody yeah. you know. We just talked earlier about you know Perro Guayo uh, passing away from 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 basically nothing, just random movements, and you see stuff like yeah. that. And I, I'm really surprised that nobody has ever gotten seriously hurt in, in a ladder match. And, and you and I have been in in all of them, you know, with all of the craziest guys from Jeff Hardy to you know to Matt being in there. To I remember Spike Dudley getting thrown around or Ziggler, some yeah. of the bumps he took last night. You know, thank God for those guys, but you know it does take. As you know, it takes years off your career for sure.
1: Totally does. You know, I, I feel in those fight scenes yesterday, I was feeling the ladder bumps. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I equate it to that. It's like my neck stiff. Yeah, that's from all those ladder bumps. You know, it, yeah. it, something has to give on my body. It was the neck.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and everything and, else is good. Just the, the old stack of dimes, not looking good. Yeah, the
1: old stack of dimes just didn't <laughs> enough ladders.
0: Dumbass. I did like the finish. Um, that's what I was saying. I was talking earlier about how the finish was a different with just Ziegler and, and Brian just exchanging those famous regal headbutts where you're just literally headbutting yeah. each other. And for people who go, yeah. well, were, were they really headbutting? Yes. And you can see Daniel yeah. Bryan's forehead, how red it was when he won the title. Hey,
1: at that point, you got to. Because if you put in all that work and taken all those bumps, then all of a sudden those headbutts look like crap. Yeah. That's what people are going to remember. So you have to have the exclamation point be just as on on point, if not more so than the rest of it. And it was the it was the right two guys in the match too. You know? I agree. Um, you know, it's it's those are the two that people probably want to see in a singles match anyway. So.
0: And I think it's yeah, yeah it, it, you know, uh, it, it's it raises the profile of the Intercontinental Title. It's good that Daniel Bryan won because now when he does all the live events, which he does. He can finish out the show with a title at stake, which always adds extra, uh, you know, extra yeah. energy to any match, especially when it's on last. He's super popular. He's super over. He's now become almost like the the Ricky Steamboat of the WWE, and you know, Steamboat of like 86, 87, where he was the second guy, would probably never be the top yep. guy, but was a great second guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Jake was there for a while, and Savage was there for a while, and it's a great, it's a great spot. Um, yeah. You know, you'll have people that will always want him to be in that top spot, and it may happen again. I mean, he's deserving of it, but it's not a bad place to
0: be. Exactly, not a bad place to be, and I think he's cool with it, too. You know, you always want to be on top, but I think he's got his niche carved out for him um, where he's got, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, he has the neck issues as well, but he's got a great position, and it's a great place for that intercom title, and it was cool to see all the uh, old-timers, and "quote unquote" old timers come back there and congratulate him.
1: Yeah, we should have been there.
0: <laughs> what, hey, Sonny. That's what I said to Kane. That the other was a cookie match, yo. <laughs> that's what I said to Kane when they had Booker T as on the Legends panel. I'm like, how the hell is he a legend? and We're not legends. And Glenn goes, "Cause we're still wrestling." <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we're here with Edge talking about WrestleMania. You notice how there's no numbers anymore? It's just WrestleMania now.
1: It bums me out. I remember when it was like WrestleMania 2000, and like I was like, "Come on, it's,
0: it's WrestleMania 16." Yeah, apparently, you know? apparently Vince uh, feels that numbers makes it sound old.
1: But that's great. I
0: know, I know man. Awesome.
1: It should, it should like be this established, revered thing. You know, like I, I know, the Grey Cup is. Hundred and five years old. That sounds really important.
0: Yeah, it's like Super Bowl sixty-seven. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. classic, Vince. Damn it, thirty-one sounds too old. It's like, all right, <laughs> crazy, Vince. I
1: don't age, so it can either.
0: <laughs> Numbers, you're fired. Did you watch? Uh, <laughs> did you watch the matches did you on the? Uh, yeah. I, I, sorry. <laughs> did you watch the matches on the pre-show? I didn't. No. Okay.
1: No, my 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 time frame. I was like, I gotta watch this, and I wanted to, but I wanted to be able to talk to you. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch the main show.
0: Yeah, it was, and, it, was uh, it was the pre, the pre show was great. You know, once again, you had those guys working hard at the beginning. Cesaro, I think, probably stole the show in the tag team match. He's one of those guys that's super popular with the crowd that yeah. shows up at Mania. You know, all the all the yeah. people from you know hardcore fans. I guess you'd say. Um, yeah. You know, that's the thing with WrestleMania. Any one of these matches could have been. Uh, you know, on the main show, but even when we were talking about the the pre-show and everything like that, it's still on the all on the network anyway, so there really is no pre-show anymore. It's all it's all WrestleMania, you know. you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I'll go back and watch it when I get home tonight, because, I you know, I love TJ, and I really like Cesaro. Like, when I went back, I wore his shirt, I wore his That's shirt right. and his because I like both their work, you know? And I was like, well, I'll never get to work them, so I can't put them over there, but Hey, I can wear their T-shirt and get them props.
0: Exactly right. Yeah, and and you'll you'll feel the same with the Battle Royal. You know, it's it's not really giving too much away since you haven't seen it, but it comes down to to Miz and, and and the Big Show, and people were begging for Miz Dow to win, and of course they put Big Show over, and that's one of those ones I was like, oh, they should have just have Miz Dow win. It's like he, he yeah, could have
1: come on, throw him a bone.
0: Well, yeah, and then, and he could do something with it. like show, you know, show, show. His show will be there for the next ten years doing what he does, and he's very good at it. But I just thought kind of yeah. a missed uh, a missed opportunity for Ms. Dow he's one of those cult classic guys that's gotten over like you know, like a Santino Morella did or somebody like that, you know?
1: Well, and, and he's the kind of guy, and I've told him this, no matter what they give him, he makes it that's work. That's right. And there's so something to be said for that because there's there's a lot of guys that would go, ah, and kind of poo-poo it, right? Right. He, just, he embraces it. And the key to anything in that industry is embracing it, and then you can make it work. You can figure it out. Yes, it's you might have to dust a bunch of crap off of it, but you'll find the nugget of that diamond that you can, you know, shine up real good and work with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then that's the thing, you know, no matter what kind of TV time you're given, it all counts because even if you think it's not good, you know, somebody's watching you. And remember when they had Sando doing where he was dressing up as Davy Crockett, or he was, you know, uh, I was going to say Samuel Jackson. I didn't mean that. I was thinking George Washington and Samuel Jackson came out. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Jackson, the fifth president of the United States, I believe. But, you know, he was always saying, like, "Oh, ah, you know, what I is I think it? you're going for Andrew Jackson, but. <laughs> <laughs> I <can't. laughs> yeah, I just missed, missed the boat on that one. But but he was oh, always
1: Canadian.
0: What's yeah, yeah. We don't. We, who's George Washington? Hey, eh? hey. Who's the prime minister of Canada? <laughs> is that
1: the prime minister?
0: <laughs> Do you know who the prime minister of Canada is? Stephen Harper. Oh, yeah, but we have to think about it though. No one really knows for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just wrote a book about hockey that I actually read.
0: Oh, okay. So that's good. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, so keep yeah. an eye, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a plug for you, Steve. <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's go back to the to the show the the, the Orton and Seth Rollins second match on the show, and you know Orton is one of the best. He's always great. Doesn't matter what position he's in. I thought that was a really good match, and I thought the finish told a lot as well about what might happen later on in the night. Yeah,
1: the finish was awesome. Awesome. You know, I did not see that pop up coming at all, which is the best. RKO's is when they're when they're like that, and Jay was always good at that, and Evan Bourne was always good at that mm-hmm. of finding a way, just like boom out of nowhere. And that one, yeah, it was really really well done, and also it was it was it was the perfect way to do it. Like, and I hate to always relate it back to things that I remember that I did, but the night I cashed in, I worked Flair's second match, got DQ'd, yeah, and you know, just kind of a a match that was there, and then. You're almost forgotten about
0: Mm -hmm.
1: until, bam, that music hits. It's it's the best way to do it.
0: Same thing happened to me. Uh, I worked with Sean in the unsanctioned match where he killed me, beat the crap out of me, whipped me with a belt 50 times, blood all over the place. And they had the the one and only championship scramble match where uh, Punk got beat up backstage and I was the surprise entrant and ended up winning the world title. Same thing, people. You know, people cheered because the heel gets the crap kicked out of him, and then what happens? He comes back out and wins the title later on. And I think you and I had that too when we won our titles before you got hurt, didn't we? Lose our matches yeah. earlier on, or one of us lost, or something. Um, something like that happened, didn't it?
1: There, an elimination chamber, maybe.
0: Yes, yeah. So, yeah There's something like that, huh. but we came back. I don't know, whatever. For for all wrestling historians out there, please let Edge and I know <laughs> what happened in our careers.
1: <laughs> Can somebody fill us in please?
0: Can you please? But anyways, like you said, it's a, it's a great way. And also too, in a classic booking sense, who should have the first shot at the world title? Uh, is it exactly. Orton? Exactly, you, you know? got
1: three guys now. Yeah. You you got you got Reigns, you got Brock, and you got Orton all lined up, so you have a year's worth of programs there if you want it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a, it's a really smart move uh and like yeah. you said with the, it's funny cuz Rollins is one of those guys you forget because, you know, he's done a great job of curtailing his style, but when he whips out, like, you know, the he did some kind of a twisting course, grew moonsault, and he landed on his feet kind of, and then just that finish where he just yeah. jumped off of Orton's shoulders. He's very, very agile, and he's got some good springs in his legs.
1: Yeah, well, he, he's, he's smart enough to know when to do it. Like, he can still do it, but if you do it all the time, then how special is it? So yeah, exactly. Learn to adapt to the WWE style of, you know, less can be more and when you do it it's going to be remembered and you probably want to do it on Wrestlemania
0: yeah that's so. the place for it exactly exactly hey, yeah. what, what did you think of uh, actually interesting how because the show was on the west coast and it was outside it was pretty much light ah, I was going to get to that what do you think about that I thought it kind of was weird for staying uh, weird for Wyatt and Taker they're all coming out in, in, the, in the sunlight I thought that was really weird yeah. man
1: that was the only thing that took me out of it
0: yeah I agree you
1: know, it, it it should be dark. It's just—I mean, it looked great. It looked, you know, looked gorgeous, set up, and everything like that. Sun setting, and yeah, okay. On paper, I get it. But Undertaker's got to be wrestling at night or yeah. in the dark. You know, yes. um, it's—it's it's harder to. It was harder to bite into it. I still love the match. I was happy to see how great he looked, mm-hmm. how good he was moving. I thought it was a good match, a great story. Thought it was awesome but it would have been better if it were in the dark.
0: Yeah, I remember one time... And that's uh, one time that's I went,
1: got nothing to do with them. It's no, but the, the surroundings sure, add it's, to it.
0: Yeah, it's the imagery and, and the vibe. I remember I, uh, I went to OzFest one year, and I think it was either, it was either Cradle of Filth or Demu Borgir, like one of those corpse-painted death metal bands, yeah. and they played in the middle of the day. And,
1: and their, just, corpse, their, their corpse paint is like sweating off their face, and you're like,
0: oh, okay. They're wearing full-on, you know, Swedish leathers, uh, you know, for pants and then the long jacket. and I remember they even made some comment, like, "Um, our music is much more evil in the night, or something like that, and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But, I mean, like like you said, though, like, uh, Undertaker, man, looked like a different guy this year from last year.
1: Insane. You know, it's... I mean, it's it's got to be hard, right? I mean, right. to just stepping in one time a year is hard enough, you know. Yeah. Um, but then also the expectations and and just that that pressure, and I'm sure he thrives on it. But mm-hmm. this year, when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, he's ready." Yes. And and last year, I was a little bit, I was kind of worried.
0: I yeah. Mean, like, oh, I. I he looked,
1: know, I Hope he's going to be okay.
0: He looked gaunt, and you know? he had like that kind of mohawk thing, but. You know this year he came out he had like it's it's so crazy because I'm still such a heavy metal guy at heart like when when yeah. Undertaker and Hetfield and even you and I we cut our hair it's like weird but when he came out he had actually had hair even though it was shorter hair it's like Undertaker needs hair he doesn't need a mohawk <laughs> on the top of his head <laughs> you know he needs hair <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it
1: it what it, well, and it's also the those all those years of seeing that and like it used to be kind of pasted to his face, right? The, you know, the, the white makeup and everything. And then, you know, but what I, what I love about takers character is it's always been the undertaker, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of different, Oh yeah. You know, uh, he He's really great at subtly changing the, the character's appearance. Yeah. So there's still something different to
0: it. He reinvents himself constantly, you know. I I, yeah. I I called him one time, and he actually was laughing at it, kind of looking at me with an undertaker, kind of cocking his eyebrow. I called him the Madonna of wrestling. And he's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I said, well, you know, like she always change, she changes her look and changes her gimmick, but she's still Madonna. He's like, all right. He goes, that's probably the worst analogy I've ever heard, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, it could. Worse, you could have said
1: prince
0: yeah you're the prince of wrestling man come on you know and it's interesting because <laughs> even though now uh the streak is broken you know that that's done that's over there's still something and you know because you closed out a wrestlemania worth working the undertaker correct yeah yeah
1: yeah. and, and there was actually talk that year of me ending the streak oh wow um, yeah and i they, they asked my opinion i was like hell no <laughs> 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 no no. I I personally don't think it should have ever ended that's that's my take on it um, I get what they were trying to do but I, I just I don't think it
0: should have yeah you know we talked about that last year and I, I see the pros and cons yeah. too but I think it was I mean it was it was the right thing to do and the probably the only way to do it to have him win you know why it did good and he you know the kid the kid he carried that program on his own you think about the last 4 yeah. weeks they've been building it taker never showed up yeah. once that was all in wyatt's promo so any interest in that match is a because it's undertaker and b because of the work that wyatt did to build it up
1: yeah yeah and it's hard it's hard to do a one man program yeah you sure know, it is it, it, it's it's but it's a cool challenge too
0: yeah i yeah. had
1: one with him like that where he wasn't there so everything is based off of what you're doing on the show and it's kind of fun but it's harder
0: Sure, yeah, of course. You don't have the interaction. I, it, once again, yeah. too, not 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 having that match at night uh, that hurt Wyatt's entrance too, because people love holding up the cell yeah. phones and lighting up the sky. Yeah. That would have been a cool visual.
1: Yeah, totally. And uh, if any other match, and it's you know the, the only one that was dark was Reigns and Brock. Yeah. By that point, it was dark, and it just felt more.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there was ever any consideration to try and maybe uh move the starting time back i I suppose they can't do that probably probably cost them too much money but just you know you you could tell they tried they kept it to the very last second last match but you know i think at the end of at the end of undertaker's celebration it started getting dusk and that was about it
1: yeah so you were able to see some fireworks but it uh if there was one match that needed to to take place with that surrounding you know that that yeah. And, and Brock had. It was, it was that match, especially those two characters. And, but I really enjoyed that match. thought it was, uh, yeah, it was just a really cool story. Once again, I think, you know, they, they had the crowd and the crowd really bought into it and everything. But imagine if the streak hadn't been ended. I of course. It would have been amped up that much more. And then have him lose on what's going to be his last mania. But I don't think anybody knows when that is. So, well,
0: that's you know. the thing. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't call it. So, um, and yeah. I think probably in Vince's defense, he might have thought you know last year might have been Taker's last one because yeah. we we never know for yeah. sure. We I'll, never know. Taker might thought that. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. So you know, you're talking about the entrances. Let's talk about Sting versus Triple H. Two crazy ring entrances. They're like Wyatt's was good too with the with the with the scarecrows. That was pretty creepy. Yeah, I like that. Um, what did yeah. you think about uh, Triple H and the Terminator uh, entrance?
1: I mean, he always has great entrances, right? I mean, and, and always have a sense of a movie theme to them, whether it's Conan or you know, um, he's he always, uh, yeah, they're always going to be cool, you know. And and um, if it's not the music that's different, or there's always something. Um, he's very smart. He knows that 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 sets a tone, you know, for a match. And um, part of what people get amped up for, they know at Mania there's going to be something different.
0: Yes, exactly. I, I agree with you on that, and uh, I, I think that um, you know it's funny too because Sting had like all those Japanese drummers going, and did you notice mm-hmm. that they, the, the, they all had paint on, but the one old guy in the middle had no paint? No, actually, I didn't. Yeah, it was like it was like like the oldest guy was probably like you know like he's the leader of the Japanese drum band. He's like, I'm not putting that stuff on, and if I don't play, <laughs> yeah. my boys don't play it was so stupid it's like everyone had it with the one old guy. I know where paint. No paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So what did you think of uh of uh Sting and Triple H?
1: You know, I thought it was I thought it was uh it was good, you know. Um I think uh once again I don't know when the last time Sting wrestled was. So to get in on that high profile and um and pull off what he did, it's uh you know, there's something to be said for that. That's It's not easy. There's that shot of adrenaline that you get. And, like, no matter what, you still, you're breathing heavier. You're breathing more shallow, too, at the same time. There's all of those things going on. And mm-hmm. and after such a long layoff, I mean, that's, it's hard. I like the involvement of the NWO and DX. thought that was fitting.
0: Yeah, um, that made it kind of fun, you know, because the, the, match, the match was what it was. I mean, staying... He, yeah. it's like we've been watching him on TNA for the last 10 years and he, you know, he does what he does. He is what he is. And, and, and you could, you know that. So by bringing out all the bells and whistles of the, like the NWO versus DX, that was actually kind of cool.
1: Well, and that was really, they, they, they kind of had to, right? Yeah. Because otherwise it, like you said, it's, it's going to be what it is, which is, it's going to be fine. It's going to be, you know, uh, a solid effort. People are going to, you know, work hard, but, um, if you want to make it something different which is it was one of the built matches so it has to have something um yeah it seemed like the the best way to make it different
0: i thought the finish was kind of a surprise you know i didn't understand the logic of having triple h win when if that was sting's only match or or, or what are or not going to work much i mean what does it really matter if triple h loses i, I didn't catch that
1: yeah um me neither <laughs> you know? And and uh, you know I I think that was kind of the the one where you know afterwards I was like meh. it was it was cool and all but uh I mean yeah you kind of want to see Sting go over right
0: well I mean that yeah and, and it's you know the, logically it's weird too because if you really want to be you know wrestling nerd it's like the NWO and Sting always were arguing with each other and then and why would Shawn Michaels super kick Sting when Shawn Michaels is a babyface and Sting is a babyface but. I guess they were trying to get the old WCW WWE rivalry going, yeah. and that's probably why Triple H went over because it's one more you know screw to WCW's le- legacy. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I, I well, And they even they played that into you know he's the last WCW yeah. holdover. He's the you know so that yeah that did play into it. I got to admit, It was really cool to see Shawn Michaels super kick stink. like yeah
0: that's, that's true one
1: I never thought. Good know? point.
0: Good point. You know, here's something too for me. It's like, and I I don't like this. Uh, like Sting looks great, right? He comes to the ring. You know, he's 56 years old and he looks good. But then yeah. the, the match continues and he's got this giant bald spot in the middle. That kills it for me. You know, it's like a... yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's one of those deals where sometimes you just that's when you do go for a different look and go for the mohawk.
0: Yeah or or get a you know there's a lot of ways you can you can cover up bald spots nowadays. It's like it's like chicks yeah. if they don't if they have a flat chest they can get boobs. Guys can get yeah. hair. It's okay. You yeah. know and, and when I Tommy saw that get some of that Jack Lanza get some of that Jack Lanza black the spray paint that he used to put on there. <laughs> we
1: watched Tommy one night, Jay, and I watched Tommy work Perry Saturday. He took a DDT. And there was a black state on the bat. We like, what the heck did, did somebody just like burn out in the ring? What is it? They're like, Oh, that was from Tommy's head
0: <laughs> Well Tommy will Tommy will tell you Yes, that was from my head. It is my spray paint that I wear, <laughs> but I was like, you know, it's like, it's Thank you, like, Adam. Thank it's you. like, <laughs> it's like going to see the Stones and Mick Jagger sings great and he's moving, he's doing all his Mick stuff, and then they catch to see if he has a big bald spot in the back of his head. It's like you don't need to see that, you know. If you go see Sting and he looks great, and then, you know, I, I just thought that uh, I, I, I'm not a bald spot fan, so there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I noticed it too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you try and forget it about too. it, but like I said, yeah, it,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. I kept... I got to cut the guy some slack. You know,
0: it's not his fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, okay. it's okay. Shoot
1: it, shoot it differently. He's still a nice I'll, guy.
0: Up a guy, brother out. Yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. But, uh, you know, it, it was cool to me, too, and and you'd probably appreciate this, being guys that kind of follow our dreams and get a chance to hang out with our heroes from time to time, that Triple H has ring music by Lemmy, who's one of his heroes, and uh, got brought to the ring by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is anybody who ever got into bodybuilding ever loves Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I have him say, you know, here comes the game to WrestleMania or whatever he said. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it's, there's, a, you know, those moments are, are great. Yeah. You know, anytime yeah. You, you kind of, you have a chance for that, um, it's fun. You know, like th- this year I was doing scenes with William Shatner, and I'm like, wow, what the hell? Yeah. What is going on here? Like, <laughs> I'm doing a one-on-one scene with the Shat.
0: <laughs> the Shat. <laughs> Yeah, man. He
1: calls me Babe. I call him Shat.
0: (laughs) Whatever. Hey, Babe. What's up, Shat? (laughs) The Shat. (laughs) Speaking of big-time actors, I mean, the big surprise appearance of The Rock, which I was like, that guy is too much, man. He goes and, you know, hosts Saturday Night Live, which I think you work every day till 4 a.m. And then I was like, but still, he leaves that Sunday open. Like, there's probably no chance he's going to be there, except, of course, he's there.
1: Man, that guy, he's the epitome of hustle right? Mm-hmm. He, he just, he, uh, yeah. I mean, that guy, he busts his tail and doesn't forget about where he came from and also realizes that they go hand in hand. And, and it was a, it was a totally, I mean, I did not expect that at all. Yeah. So that was one of those, like, that was a cool moment that, you know, is not advertised it's not, it's not a match. It's not anything. and, Okay, so he doesn't work a match, but that's a huge talking point about the night.
0: Well, especially with Ronda Rousey out there. I said, that was so yeah. well done. Like, man, that, you know, it, it's funny because I'm not a big UFC guy, uh, but everyone knows Ronda Rousey now. She's become kind of a yeah. household name. And when I saw yeah. her at SummerSlam, that's Ronda Rousey, her? And you can tell, like, they, like, whoever she hangs out with, they just, they look like tough chicks, and then yeah. you see her sit in front row, and she obviously, like, what is she wearing? Like, you know, like a muscle shirt, doesn't really fit. And, and then, but when she's in the ring, man, she's got a presence, and she's pretty pretty cool to watch that. I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, she didn't look out of place, you know what I mean? Um, and she is, she's become a household face. Yeah. Um, so, and she, she's, I mean, she's awesome at what she does. I mean, there's, yeah. like, yeah, there's a video of this dude. I saw it. That says uh, I don't think you could take me down or something like that. Just cracks his ribs like with a judo throw. Oh my gosh! And it was just a nasty throw. Landed right on him. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Sure enough, crack
0: ribs. (laughs) Well, I mean, and and that's and that's you know, you got to give it to Triple H. We're talking about how you know he 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 beats Sting and then comes to the ring and takes a judo throw from from Ronda Rousey. But I mean, that's got money written all over it. You know, I wonder if they'll yeah. ever do that. You think they'll ever do the mixed tag?
1: Uh, it would depend on her contract with UFC. You know, I mean, there's point. obviously a huge payday there. Um, I, I would doubt Dana you know, White would let it happen uh, unless she just doesn't renew and decides to make movies and do, a, yeah. you know, a big payday.
0: That's a great um, point, yeah.
1: Like- you know, I think she's an entourage and she's in Fast and the Furious, so there's something starting there. If she gets that off the ground, yeah, go wrestle a match a year.
0: Yeah, like you know, because there's no like, there's no way that Dana White would let one of his real fighters go into the world of wrestling because that that would bring uh, debate onto whether UFC is real or not, right?
1: Yeah, I mean they can't have those questions, and hence Brock, you know, going there and then coming back and then kind of right there was a bidding war or whatever for him, you know that you can't exist in both.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Also, just in the aspect of the travel for wrestling and the training for UFC as uh, you you wouldn't, no human
0: can do that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. But like you said, it was, it was a a memorable WrestleMania moment. It was very cool. Stephanie McMahon, I'll tell you what, man, she is one of the best characters on TV. She's so good. Like she's really gotten great over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. She's very believable in that role. Um, You know, uh, just yeah. Owns it. You know
0: it's the facials of it too. She's like such an evil bitch. She's just like, oh, I just want to throttle her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of way. Well, it's,
1: it's the same. It's the same as Vince coming up over the apron with
0: Hogan. <laughs> yeah, that
1: same, like, yeah. It's that same look. Like, oh man.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. But uh, and speaking of girls, I mean, I, I got to mention the girls. Uh, they worked hard. The Bellas and, and AJ and Paige, uh, and you can tell it, it meant a lot to them to get that spot because they were the only four girls on the show. I think Natty came out with TJ earlier, and then of course you had Rhonda and Stephanie. But they, they they put on a good uh, good little six minute match, and they, you could tell they try and they're working hard. And I think that they're probably got a uh, a rocket up their ass because they know that the NXT girls are right behind them, and they're all having great matches.
1: Well, and being given the time to that's right, you know, and, and being you know not having as many kind of boundaries placed on them or uh, you know fences, yeah, uh, you know, just you know being with Beth and knowing how hard she worked every year to get on mania and you know, every pay-per-view like I think she's been on more pay-per-views than any girl in history, maybe her or Trish. Mm -hmm. And that was a point of pride for her. Like, okay, when the chips are down, they know they can go to me. You know, they put me against Maria Munoz and she's going to be safe and I'll make it to mania and, and through hard work. And that's the same mentality those girls have guaranteed it's like okay we want to be the girls on the show we want to represent you know for the women um so but it's tough right because you get six minutes so you gotta you gotta make do with what you got and work hard and they did
0: yeah exactly you know and then like you said yeah they, and i think that there's going to be when some of those other girls come up i mean like you said hopefully they'll get more time and, and get more respect and then because they are, they have gone through the phase of the bikini model divas, and and you know from a look standpoint, it was great. But now they've got girls who are workers, and that's that's kind of what you need, yeah. you know.
1: Or or if they if some of them were bikini models, they put the work in to become wrestlers.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know,
1: um, I, I think it. Uh, I think it's less about uh, worrying about your hair extensions and worrying more about your headlocks again. <laughs>
0: That's you know. actually not a bad quote. That's that's pretty cookie, man. Uh, spe-
1: <laughs> hey, that's what I'm here for. It's, it's
0: cookie. And speaking of uh, of women, uh, one of my favorite new acts f- from the last few years, and, and this is the last uh, last match that we're going to talk about, uh, I think Lana and, uh, and Rusev are a great act. I worked with them in yeah. December when I came back to host Raw and basically just improv everything, and then she followed it like a champ. Uh, and I know she's working with you on Interrogation. She's, she's one of the co-stars uh, in, in the movie that you're doing right now.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and she was... Uh she was in her element, you know, um, she's, she's confident in what she does. And, uh, you know, and with that character, you can just tell, like, I mean, she was, she was raised in Russia. So, right. You know, it, it's that, that whole character totally fits. Um, but she's, you know, when people just find that, it's like, okay, that's perfect for them. And right now that's, that's perfect for them. Um, and as a, as a team to me, it's like, oh, don't break them up.
0: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. You know, and hopefully they won't. Although, you know, the, the Keystone cop finish at the end. I never like it when that happens, especially with the girl. But yeah. um, but like I said, I mean, that guy, it's funny because people ask all the time, you know, is he really Russian? I think he's from Bulgaria, which is, you know, fairly close. And and she was yep. raised in Russia. So it's it's a pretty legit, legit act. They had him drive out in a tank, which was the best ever. Like, man, you know. <laughs> I never got. When
1: he stood on top of it, I was like, "Well, and the dude's like, I don't know, six feet or whatever, three hundred pounds. He's like,
0: huge." He is a tank. And he's yeah. the he's the nicest guy too. He's a super cool guy. Like he's a big uh, fan of of our era. I'm not gonna say he's a big Chris Jericho fan because yeah. he's a fan of all of us. But he's got the ugliest shirt in wrestling that they sell. Where it's this cheesy <laughs> like g- gold medal star on the shirt. So you put the shirt on, it looks like you're wearing a gold medal. Like no one has bought it. And I said, "Man, or can Jack you? Swagger's hand? <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one. My son Ash <laughs> called that, called that the no, the no, the no sales shirt." And I
1: said, <laughs> "Like somebody got paid to design that? That's <laughs> yeah, really.
0: But I asked Rusev. I said, "Dude, can you get me one of those shirts? Because they only make them in extra large." And I'm Like, can you make get one? Hey. So he got a medium for me, and I wear it around, and people are like, "That's an ugly shirt." I'm like, "Tell him that, please. Go tell him right now." <laughs> And see what he does, <laughs> but that's one thing I never got a cool entrance at WrestleMania. I was always the bad guy, and and not Triple H because he's the only bad guy who gets cool entrances. And you you got the spaceship that one time when we worked at WrestleMania. Do you remember that? Did I? Well, yeah, you came to the ring, oh, and some big giant circular light bulb thing came down. They said, "Don't stand underneath oh, yeah. it." Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I never even. And got a... I had
1: a cube. The next year, like this giant cube came down with my logo all over it. So yeah, I guess I did.
0: You got It a was cube? like
1: a Rubik's cube with edge on it.
0: The worst entrance was was Miz. Poor Miz when he was headlining WrestleMania. It was bad enough as it all was. All
1: the balloon thing. The
0: the marshmallow letters.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a bouncy house for kids. Like
0: what? It's like he was he had enough hard enough time getting credibility as it is, and you give him the bouncy house entrance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ms hops to the ring <laughs> but what bless, did you think his heart. <laughs> that's so armstrong bless his heart what did you think of uh of cena and rusev thought it was pretty good you know
1: yeah. um i really like rusev um i uh, i think he's talented he reminds me of umaga um yes and and um because he's athletic he gets his character um you know he's still learning and all of those things he was tra- trained by Gangrel so everything's there and, and he's believable agile you know um yeah i really i really like him um it would have been cool to see him stand defeated and eventually i could see him and brock
0: oh yeah yeah well,
1: as, you, know, you... With, with with brock as a baby face
0: you could still you know, cause go there we're just going cuz i think what... you you could you totally could i think what they're doing is they want to have They've got two crews, right? And, you know, Brock doesn't work house shows and, and all that sort of thing. So you got your two crews where you can headline one with Daniel Bryan in the IC title and the other with John Cena in the U.S. title. Because this is the first time yeah. in years that they've actually elevated those titles to mean something by putting them on on true top main event guys. Well, yeah, and
1: it's, it is it is good because, like, I did a, an interview with Joey Styles a couple of weeks ago about the, the IC title. Yeah, the I website. did that too, yeah. Yeah, and I was like... It's not where it should be. It's nowhere near what it should be. Growing up, to me, that was always the grooming for yeah. the main event spot. But if another way to make them relevant and important again is put them on main event guys so that the person that does eventually beat them now just beat main event guys. It's kind of reverse process of the way it used to be. Yeah. But who cares if it makes them important again?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and my theory is if you're not going to make the titles important, then why have them in the first place? Just get rid of them. Yeah. You know? And they've exactly. finally done that.
1: Same so tag titles for so long until the U shows kind of you know reinvigorated them. It's like yeah, why?
0: That's right. That's right. Um, so overall, like I said, great show and in the atmosphere and the pomp and circumstance. The LL Cool J video, amazing. When you watch the, the show, I mean, it's moot because you can't. But do you ever like kind of have a little flashback, a little Vietnam flashback, and 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 wish you were there, or you still feel like that 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 fire when you watch something as big as WrestleMania?
1: I got excited in, as when Brock and Reigns were, were going and I, I, I was really happy for Taker and Wyatt. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, awesome guys, you know, go get them, kill it. You know, but it's also, you know, I'm buddies with Taker. So I always feel right. that like, yeah, yeah. Awesome.
0: You
1: know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know I don't really know Reigns, but I, I felt for him in, in the buildup, you know, and yeah. some of the stuff that, uh, you could tell he was being told to say and everything I was like oh they're, they're killing him man like he's not even going to get a shot if they're yeah. not careful and so to see that i was like awesome good now he's going to get a fair fair shot and a fair shake with this thing cuz he just proved and it was set up to 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 play to everything that needed to be played to so watching that i was like i was pretty amped up I was like oh yes guys this is awful. you know yes. i got pretty excited
0: Yeah. And the thing with Reigns, too, is he's cool, man. He's a, he's a small one. He's like, he reminds me a lot of Eki, just a cool laid back cat. He likes setting up his little radio backstage and holds court with everyone around him. You know, Big Joe's holding court with everybody listening to whatever he's listening to. When, when he gets a chance to just be himself, he's going to be over even more so. And, and that's what, you know, I, I like him. I'm a fan of his and I like the, I thought the booking of that was, was perfect for him to, he'll be more over tonight. With the finish that they had, then if he came out with the with, with the title,
1: without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt, because then the naysayers would have just said, "See, you're shoving him down our throat." Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, in, in in the fan's eye, he's earning it.
0: Exactly, Yeah, he's earned. He's earning his keep, and they'll become yeah. his. He'll become their guy, and then that's when he'll he'll become a true baby face. You know, so um,
1: yeah, yeah, and especially if he keeps producing quality matches like that, or being a part of that, you know, enough times. And then it's like, it's all tenure too, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You hang in
1: and you keep, you keep plugging away and grinding away and sinking your teeth into whatever opportunity you get.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, man. That's exactly right. But well, dude, I know you're busy guy. When is interrogation uh, being released? I have
1: no idea. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they just told me 15 days. I was like, okay, i got to hit the ground running. You hit know, the uh, ground
0: running, chained.
1: <laughs> well played <laughs> um and then uh what's this is wrapped i'm just gonna drive down the coast to la and then um drive over to vegas and that's getting put in the cauliflower alley club so i'm gonna meet her there and, oh
0: nice yeah oh yeah. right on man when is that
1: uh that's april 12th to the 15th so i basically got two weeks to drive down the coast i'm going to meet up with nick Kazarni, um, aka Fatty, going to meet him in L.A. <laughs> That's We're going to work without the drugs.
0: <laughs> how, how 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 much did he flip out when when Corey Taylor from Slipknot revealed on our show that he went and saw Nick's uh, what's it called? Messed up freaky wrestling, whatever it's called, freak,
1: freak show wrestling. Freak show, yeah. well, it, 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 people people like that are going to go see it, right? Because it's different, like the ghost of Macho Man versus the ghost of Whitney Houston. Like, <laughs> what?
0: With a You're run-in from the ghost of Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a beat-it-knife fight. Like, oh, he's nuts. So anyway, i are going to meet great. him. We're going to do our, our Fear and Loathing drive without the drugs to Vegas and then uh, meet up with the
0: fam. Well, that's great, man. Well, dude, it's, uh, it's always great talking to you, and I appreciate you taking time. You probably uh, had to take up your lunch hour talking to me, but... Uh, everyone is good. It. it was fun. Always asking about you, and uh, when you do get a release date, let me know, and I'll make sure uh, we can we can have you on again to talk all about that.
1: Okay, that'll be cookie.
0: That's super cookie, man. Two fruit cookies up for WrestleMania from Edge and Jericho here <laughs> on the show today. And if you're still listening, I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Now, before you go, give me a give me a love and affection uh, from Nelson.
1: I can't live without your love and affection. I can't waste another night on my own. I give up my pride to save me from being alone. I can't live without your love. Who
0: your love? <laughs> you never make it to that last note without laughing. <laughs> it's always the lot,
1: note because it just gets way worse than it already was. Oh
0: all right dude we'll talk to you soon man stay safe all right thanks dude bye (laughs) Bye. (laughs) all right thanks to edge for sharing his take on wrestlemania 31 or just wrestlemania now as we we have to call it it was cookie man that's the word that's going to sweep the nation if cookie takes off more than fruit does i'm gonna be really really angry that's stupid Edge stealing my thunder. Uh, love hearing from Edge. He's become a very talented actor, and now he's starring in Interrogation with his co-star, Lana, and I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see all the stuff that Edge does in the future, and maybe I'll even catch up with him in Las Vegas on April 14th when I host the uh, podcast awards, the 10th annual podcast awards. Very, very excited about that. I'm super also excited about April 6th on the WWE Network live with Chris Jericho with my special guest John Cena. We're doing it live, like I said, on the WWE Network right after Monday Night Raw. Me and Cena and you for an hour-long conversation. You don't want to miss it. It's more than a podcast, it's more than a talk show. It's live with Chris Jericho and John Cena. I guarantee he's going to get some questions that he's never gotten before because I know a lot about John Cena. If you're looking for hard-hitting questions that ain't me, man. This ain't Oprah. This is this is Johnny Carson. 1979, two guys, uh, laughing if you ever saw Siren Live or Chris Farley played Dom DeLuise and pissed his pants that's what you're going to get on on live with Chris Jericho on the WWE Network and you also want to talk about pissing your pants you got to check out the new Comedy Central web series Nothing to Report debuting April 13th super psyched about that it was a great great show great set Nick Mundy is the modern day Chris Farley slash John Candy slash uh, Horatio Sands I don't know if he's in the same category but very very funny two cops Neera cops uh, uh, sharing each other's feelings in in the front seat of a cop car. Very, very cool. I'm super, super excited about it. Nothing to report. April 13th on ComedyCentral.com. Lots going on in the States uh, with Fozzie as well. April 4th, uh, Rich Ward and I are going to be on VH1's That Metal Show with my friends uh, Eddie Trunk, Don Jameson, Jim Florentine. We're going to do a podcast with all three of those guys. Check that out April 4th on VH1 Classic. That metal show. Uh, April 19th, I will be at Super Mega Fest in Marlborough, Massachusetts, supermegafest.com on the Sunday. That's just me signing autographs with a bunch of dignitaries. I we'll hope, uh, hope to see you there. And then Fozzie, April 24th. 37, Maine, in Atlanta, Johns Creek, Georgia. Get those tickets at FozzyRock.com. Get the VIP at FozzyRock.com. April 25th, Fozzy in Jacksonville doing the Welcome to Rockville. That's a huge, I think, corn is on that slipknot. So many huge bands, and then Fozzy fits right in. Uh, FozzyRock.com for all the dates. And don't forget, we're touring with Slash in Chicago, Austin, Houston, Dallas. That's May 18th through May 24th. October 30th, the Kiss Cruise. That's right. Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Fozzie rocking it on the Kiss Cruise. October 30th to November 3rd, Miami to Jamaica. We'll be there with Steel Panther, uh, Lita Ford, and, of course, Kiss. I'm so excited. Paul Stanley in Jericho. We're going to catch some Rays. We're going to have some Mai Tais. It's going to be a blast, man. I just got this, this vision of me and Paul hanging out on a beach in lounge chairs. ha, ha, ha thanks to all you guys like i said talk is jericho wouldn't be able to do it without uh, our sponsors and without you guys remember if you're going to shop on amazon go to podcast one.com uh, click on the keep our podcast free banner at the top of the page and uh, hit the talk is jericho button and then buy whatever the hell you want okay thank you so much for sticking with me another great show the thanks to edge and we'll be back on friday and in the meantime and in between time stay cool stay hard stay hungry and on friday i got Tim Comerford, the bass player for Rage Against the Machine. He was in Audio Slave, and now he's in Future User as well. He's joined in Talk is Jericho on Friday. We're going to talk all about the cool, cool uh, story of Rage Against the Machine. And Tim, he's going to explain waterboarding too. Very, very weird story. He waterboarded John McEnroe. Yeah, you want to hear about it? You hear about it Friday. And remember, yeah boy! You can download new episodes of Talk Is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.